This is Hoosier Ag Today and the Morning Podcast on the 25th of January, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Podcast, made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, C.J. Miller with an Indiana dairy update. Eric Pfeiffer reports on cash rents going higher. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin has the latest on the winter storm affecting Indiana and surrounding states. And the markets mixed yesterday with a good move in corn and wheat higher. Arlen Suderman analysis coming up. It's the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. Indiana dairy producers meeting soon for their annual forum and why cash rents are climbing higher. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Indiana dairy producers will be meeting here in about two weeks to share ideas and discuss policy priorities for this year's federal farm bill. We try very hard to be a united voice for dairy farmers in Indiana. And that's Ari DeYoung with DeYoung Family Farms in Jasper County. He's also the president of Indiana Dairy Producers. They're hosting their annual forum at the French Lick Springs Hotel February 7th and 8th. It's for dairy farmers to come together to socialize and to listen to various speakers. Lots of information that'll be useful to dairy farmers uh, to bring back to their dairy farms. Also during the forum, DeYoung says Indiana dairy producers will discuss policy priorities for 2023, including those for this year's federal farm bill. One of the biggest things in the farm bill for dairy farmers specifically is a price formula change that took effect in 2018 without input from dairy farmers. And that ended up backfiring very badly on dairy farmers. When the pandemic hit, it caused huge price swings that had significant negative consequences that from 2018, no one would have seen that coming. And clearly it walloped dairy farmers of all sizes. And that needs to be adjusted or countered so that that does not happen again. He adds that Indiana dairy producers are also pushing for labor reform to help with labor shortages in the dairy industry. Clearly the current policies are broken. It's just very challenging whether you're a small dairy farmer or a large dairy farmer to supply the labor that you need. And we want to do this to better our workers as well as our farms and um, trying to get a reform that makes sense for 
all size dairies and agriculture as a whole. Looking ahead, DeYoung says he's optimistic about the long-term success of Indiana's dairy industry. It may be challenging in the, I guess I'll call it near term in 2023, but people need to eat and they need to drink and milk and dairy is one of the most nutritious products out there. And for that matter, it tastes fabulous. Everybody loves uh, ice cream and uh, milk. So it looks good long term. It will be challenging in the short term. And we're all dealing with uh, labor shortages in every industry. You can hear my full interview with Ari DeYoung as part of the Dairy Download podcast presented by American Dairy Association Indiana at HoosierAgToday.com. Well, like other production costs in U.S. agriculture, cash rents have climbed higher in the last several years. Eric Pfeiffer has more. Randy Dickhoot is a farmland expert with Agricultural Economic Insights based in West Lafayette. He says cash rents usually lag behind other costs of production. Because it makes sense that there's always uncertainty about how good the year is going to be for the farmer, whether grain price, yield, and cost inputs. And it takes a while to catch up. So you kind of predict, they negotiate the rent in the fall or early winter. You don't know exactly what's going to happen the next fall when the combines roll on the field and they run it across the scales. He says strong commodity prices are pushing cash rents higher in some areas of rural America. America. With these good grain prices last couple of years, coming off some good cash flow years, you know, even back to 2019 and 20, or better cash flow years, in the high grain prices relatively in the last couple of years, that lag time on cash rents is starting to catch up and then they move up. And Dick Hoot adds that cash rents in the next couple of years are going to depend on yields. If they're strong, rents will continue to go higher. If not, that should ease some of the pressure. This past year where some areas it, the drought was hit harder, you won't see any pressure on rents to go up really. Again, that lag effect, you base it on the previous year or what the next year is. So not as good an income for those farmers in those drought areas. Where the yields were good, again, probably 10-15% up, maybe more. Again, on the bids, where there's an auction or something or it's bid, they'll definitely go up more. For more information, go to aei.ag. You can find a link at hoosieragtoday.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm C.J. Miller. Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened-to farm radio network. Snow flying over the entire state today. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Low pressure is on the move for sure. Low pressure that's associated with this storm is still on a track to stay two hours south. Right now looking to run from well northern Mississippi to near Louisville to Cincinnati to then about uh, well halfway between Toledo and Cleveland. So it's getting a slight western turn as the low lifts through Ohio. I don't think that slight western turn does much for us. The key here is going to be the moisture that this low has as it tracks by from Louisville to Cincinnati and then into central Ohio. That's where our biggest snow comes from here today. The snow is well underway. I think we're looking at accumulations in that band that we've been talking 
talking about. Three to six for most of the state and some eight inch plus totals in central Indiana. That's where the heaviest snow is going to be this time around. Everything continues through sunset, tapering off here later this afternoon into the evening hours. And then we go overnight through tomorrow with wraparound backside moisture. That triggers a decent amount of flurry activity and some winds that will ramp up, particularly through the day tomorrow and continuing on Friday. So I think we have to watch for some blowing and drifting snow that happens after the main snows are done here. And we also have a clipper system that wants to come through likely from overnight Thursday night through Friday, adding a few more flurries to the equation, maybe some lake effect snows in northern Indiana. So really the last half of this week, very winter-like here with the on-again, off-again snows and the winds, and also temperatures are going to be quite cold. I think we take a break on Saturday, seeing clouds and a little bit of sunshine overnight Saturday night through Sunday. Snows are back, coating to an inch or two with a quick-moving system coming through, and then we get into Monday of next week and have high pressure right on top of us. Tuesday of next week, snow is back. Scattered light snow and flurries coming to an inch or two. Most of it's going to be central to northern Indiana. Following that up the rest of next week with a reinforcing shot of cold air. Some of the coldest of the season so far. May not be quite as cold as what we saw just ahead of Christmas, but really, really close as an Arctic high settles in over the nation's midsection next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Welcome to the Dairy Download presented by American Dairy Association, Indiana. I'm C.J. Miller with Hoosier Ag Today, and joining me is Ari DeYoung with DeYoung Family Farms. He's based in Jasper County in northwestern Indiana. He's also the president of Indiana Dairy Producers. They're hosting their annual Indiana Dairy Producers Forum. That's coming up Tuesday, February 7th, and Wednesday, February 8th at the French Lick Springs Hotel in Orange County. First of all, Ari, give us an overview of the forum and tell us what it's all about. It's for dairy farmers to come together to socialize and to listen to various speakers that we can bring back to our farms to use to better our farms as well as to create relationships amongst dairy farmers. We have various speakers, including Bruce Deem, who's working on financials and how we can make our dairies more successful and more profitable, especially since it's going to be a challenging year, I think, uh, financially. Lots of information that'll be useful to dairy farmers uh, to bring back to their dairy farms. And Ari, if uh, folks haven't signed up for the forum, there's still an opportunity to do so, right? Absolutely. We have a registration right till the day of the event. And uh, of course, we'd like you to sign up earlier so we can make sure and have room for you as well as food. But we're welcome to have everybody there. Ari, what are some of the things that you and your organization are doing to advance the dairy industry here in Indiana? Yeah, we're trying to be the voice for Indiana that we can speak to lawmakers and any issues that affect dairy in Indiana, as well as even nationally. We're working on milk pricing, which is clearly a national issue. We try to work with IDEM, Department of Environmental Management, as well as BOA, the Board of Animal Health. We've uh, been focusing on labor shortages here. It's a very real issue for dairy farmers and 
everyone in agriculture. And so that's the type of things that we're working on with our lawmakers, both uh, statewide and nationally. Speaking of policy, you have the federal farm bill, which is set to expire at the end of September. A new farm bill will have to be put into place beginning October 1st of this year. What are Indiana dairy producers pushing for to include as part of the new federal farm bill? One of the biggest things in the farm bill for dairy farmers specifically is a price formula change that took effect in 2018 without input from dairy farmers. And that ended up backfiring very badly on dairy farmers. When the pandemic hit, it caused huge price swings that had significant negative consequences that from 2018, no one would have seen that coming. And clearly it walloped dairy farmers of all sizes. And that needs to be adjusted or countered so that that does not happen again. The bill that we had in previous to 2018 change would have mitigated some of those issues. So uh, that's a very big national issue that's working on as as well as the regular farm bill issues with uh, that affecting corn and swine farmers as well. Ari, how would you assess Indiana's dairy industry looking back at 2022? And what is your outlook for Indiana's dairy industry for this year and beyond? Well, similar to corn farmers, dairy farmers also had a very good 2022. It was very profitable. It was challenging getting the labor that you needed, but some of those supply chain issues finally started to correct themselves at the end of 2022. But yes, 2023 and 2024, this is not really, I guess, my outlook per se, because I I listen to other people and I, and I hear what some of these economists say, and they're projecting that it will be a good long-term growth and long-term pricing for dairy farms. It may be challenging in the, I guess I'll call it near term in 2023, but people need to eat and they need to drink and milk and dairy is one of the most nutritious products out there and most economical in terms of per calorie. And for that matter, it tastes fabulous. Everybody loves uh, ice cream and uh, yogurt. So it looks good long term. It will be challenging in the short term. And we're all dealing with uh, labor shortages in every industry. Ari, if someone has not yet registered for the Indiana Dairy Forum on February 7th and 8th and would like to have the opportunity to attend there in French Lick, uh, how can they do so? They can go to our website, indianadairy.org. You can find it there. There's links there as well as even a map of uh, the forum there. And you can see beautiful French Lick. There's lots of opportunities there, as well as if your wife isn't interested in the dairy speakers, there's a fabulous spa there. And, uh, (laughs) hey, that's what my wife would probably prefer to do, too. So, Well, you have the spa, you have the casino there, so a lot of entertainment options. Once again, Ari DeYoung with DeYoung Family Farms from Jasper County. He's also president of Indiana Dairy Producers and the Forum coming up Tuesday, February 7th and Wednesday, February 8th at French Lick Springs Hotel there in French Lick, Indiana. And Ari, thank you so much for joining us today here on Hoosier Ag Today. Thank you very much. And thank you for checking out the Dairy Download Podcast presented by American Dairy Association, Indiana. 
A nice bump for the corn and wheat futures markets. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Tuesday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. The review is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. Settlements from Tuesday Trade coming up. First market analysis, I got that right at the end of trade, from Arlen Suderman of StoneX. Arlen, a turnaround Tuesday, but that move got wiped out in soybeans, so really was a day-long rally in beans, and beans were up higher early in the session. Just too much to expect, given the possible tide turn in Argentine weather? Yeah, and corn, soybeans, and wheat had taken a big hit in recent days, so you would expect as as tight as global stocks are right now that you would see uh, end users coming in to take advantage of the price break. You'd expect to see some uh, short covering from profit taking by the spec crowd and get a little bounce, and that's what we got for corn, soybeans, and wheat. But on the soybean side, as you said, Uh, when you've got a big harvest of a massive crop in Brazil starting to pick up momentum now, and that crop is largely unsold, and a lot of it's going to be sold off the combine, um, and then you combine that with rains that have fallen over the past weekend in Argentina with more expected as we get into the end of this week, and then again in the early part of next week, um, that it's going to be tough to, to hold those gains. Those Brazilian farmers who are harvesting this big crop, they know about the drought in Argentina, but they also know about the rains that are coming, and they know about the size of the crop they're harvesting. And I think this is something we're going to be battling in this market now for some time as they sell those supplies off the off the combine. That March contract in soybeans did hit the 1506-plus mark earlier in trade on Tuesday. Have we likely seen the end of that? Well, it was nice how it went up there and closed a gap left on the charts yesterday and went back down, then tried to rally, and but just couldn't hold it. Uh, we're still technically in an uptrend on the channel that's held us for the last several months. Uh, but if we uh, basically take out yesterday's low in the market, and, and that's kind of round numbers right now around that 1480 level, we break below that, we start breaking below that channel. So that's what we're going to be watching over the next couple of days. If we break below that channel, I anticipate we'll see a lot more selling hit this market. Better than a dime higher in the front two contracts for corn. So it looks like that rally held up fairly well. It did. And again, I think a lot of it's a technical rally. Now, that said, we're in a little different situation with the corn market. Yes, we know we have a short soybean crop in Argentina but we have a big one being harvested in Brazil. Uh, We have a a short corn crop in Argentina, but the corn crop in Brazil, the bulk of it, won't be planted until next month. So we still have the growing season ahead for them. So there's still risk there. And so I think the corn market needs to hold on to a little bit more risk premium until we know how that Safrina corn growing season is going to play out. And that helps sustain this market right on into the end of the trading day. We have had a theme here recently where we're talking about weather, mainly Argentina weather and demand for corn and soybeans and wheat and not so much macroeconomic factors. Are there some of those still at play, though? That's a great observation as we have gotten a little bit more back in supply and demand fundamentals. But as supply and demand fundamentals may, and I emphasize the word may depending on how it comes out, 
take a back seat again as we get into the end of the month. That's because the Federal Reserve meets on the 31st of this month and then the following day on the 1st releases their updated monetary policy statement. That could focus again the market on the macroeconomic situation. And so that's a risk that we're, and it could go either way here. Uh, basically, if the market feels like the Fed is going to be too aggressive with its action, that starts getting it depressed or it's thinking about recession and lost demand for commodities. If it thinks that it's going to be pivoting, uh, which is the bias right now that I think uh, I disagree with. I don't think the Fed will be pivoting, but if the market think it's going to be pivoting, then that tends to get more optimism toward the economy and more optimism toward demand for commodities going forward. And the other optimism that's giving some tailwinds is the reopening of China as it comes out of COVID now. That is Chief Commodities Economist Arlen Suderman at StoneX.com. Now the settlements from Tuesday up a dime and three quarters on March corn. 677. May settles at 10 and a quarter higher, 675 and a quarter. Down a penny and three quarters. March beans, 1488 and a half. May contract 1486 and a half, three quarters lower. And March wheat, 734 and a half, a pickup of 14 and a half cents. The meat markets traded lower a good part of the day, but then a turnaround in the cattle market. April live cattle ending 75 cents higher at 161.30. And April lean hogs, 85.37, down just seven cents, pairing much of its losses. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.